Hello. Hi. How goes? Uh, good. I just played my first soccer game in over a year. Uh, how'd that go? I mean, we lost, and I'm horribly out of shape, but it felt great. <laughs> nice. Also, my knee is bleeding, but that's fine. I mean, seems like a reasonable side effect. And these things happen. Skin is lost, you know? Yeah. You weren't really knees. using it. <laughs> it was just hanging on by a thread anyway. So, uh, everybody watch The Flick? The Flick? Is that what we're supposed to watch? Because I saw Mortal Kombat. Oh, oh, I got confused. Oh, yes. Yes. All right. You guys want to, uh, you want to do this? Yes. All right. Time's up. Let's do this. I'm ready. I'm not ready. Welcome, dear listener, to the QQ Cast. Today is Monday, April 26th, 2021. We're your hosts, Sonny Pont, Zach Mayer, and Raul Torres. Say hi, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Wait, we should, we should do that over. It's what I should have said was, say, Mortal Kombat! Mortal Kombat! Mortal Kombat? Immortal Wombat? Blue <laughs> <laughs> okay. Johnny Cage, Shang Tsung. You don't remember. You don't remember the 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 rap. What was that called? It was. Oh, it wasn't called the Mortal Kombat rap. It was called something else. Mortal Kombat rap. I don't know. Is that like the poke? Is like the poker rap where you gotta just name all the characters? Well, it, was, it, was, or yeah. <laughs> it was a. It was actually techno, not even rap. Fuck it. Oh, anyway, and this, dear listener, is the QQ review of Mortal Kombat 2021, the HBO Max flick. Is this HBO? The streaming service flick. Is it in theaters? I don't even know. It you know? is in movie theaters. OMG. Why, though? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like we have this fantastic streaming world. Uh, fair enough. All right, dear listener, we're going to do our standard QQ review format. We're going to talk about our preconceptions, what surprised us, then we're going to get into the meat of it with the good and the bad. We're going to wrap up with the verdict and predictions, because, you know, there might be Mortal Kombat sequels. That never happened in the video game realm, I think. But, you know, or the movie realm, I think, you know. But, hey, might do it. It might happen. So, gentlemen, start at the beginning. Preconceptions. Who's going first? I can go first. Um, Wait. So, I think the big thing following kind of the announcements was the the strong r rating not only the strong r rating but lots of talk of a hard r rating so i know um a lot of folks from the uh who played the video game in the past you know know it's it's a game about epic fatalities and making as much blood spew out of you know your opponent as possible so when a movie happened and it was a pg-13 movie with I i don't think there was any blood at all in that movie folks were like that's that's not the spirit of this movie. So um, I think for me, straight out of the bat, just uh, once they said R-rated with lots of blood, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm expecting some shenanigans to be afoot. So um, that's what I was expecting. Yeah, definitely. So I I heard about this, and then I saw the trailer. And when I heard about it, I was like, not not excited at all. Um, really? <laughs> wait, 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 wait! You weren't you weren't excited when you heard about it, or you weren't excited because you saw the trailer? I wasn't excited when I heard about it. Like I heard, hey, they're making a Mortal Kombat movie. I'm like, oh, great, because the last one was so good. Um, 
<laughs> and it just... wait, wait, was that sarcasm? Zach, I can't, I can't even tell. I can't tell right now. <laughs> That's fine. Leave it a mystery. <laughs> uh, but it was like, yeah, it just kind of lumped it into the same category as everything else that's been like rebooted and revisited in the last five, ten years. It's just like, okay, this has a 50-50 shot of being anything worth anybody's time and yeah, whatever. But then the trailer showed up and it was, you know, Scorpion and Sub-Zero for like 10 seconds or something. And oh, wow, that changed my opinion radically i was very excited after seeing that because finally it looks like a treatment of the uh of the game in a media jumping format that uh doesn't completely suck or isn't campy (laughs) as hell and spoilers it was it was (laughs) but it was it it also had uh a lot of that that hard r that really was talking about um did it though did it? Eh, yeah. it had enough of it. I mean, we're gonna come back to that. We're gonna come back. Yeah, to we'll that. come back to that. Okay. All right, all right. So you got hyped by you got hyped by a trailer. Got it. Any preconceptions? Like, did you expect something out of it? You expect it to be like gory as fuck or what? Uh, yeah. I mean, I did expect quite a bit of gore this time. Um, you know, the trailer looked like it was taking itself a little bit more seriously, but um, I mean, how seriously can you take Mortal Kombat? Like it's a violent simulator wrapped in the thinnest veneer of a story. Correct. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I I expected violence. Um, that was that was my preconception at that point. I was like, oh, good, this is going to be a gore fest. All right, all right, there you go. Uh, man, so I had no preconceptions because when I'm actually like, I liked the '95 movie. We'll absolutely get into that in a minute. Um. So when I heard about this, I was like, okay, okay, I'm not a huge Mortal Kombat guy, but obviously everyone played the games, uh, you know, when we were growing up, and I liked the the 95 movie, have some nostalgia for it. So it's like, all right, I'm not going to watch any trailers. I'm not going to watch, uh, well, I think I watched like the very first teaser trailer. Maybe I think the one's act, like 20 second one you were talking about. And I was like, that's it. I'm not going to read any reviews. I'm not going to do any spoilers. I'm just going to avoid it. So I had basically no preconceptions going in. Which brings us to what surprised us. So, uh, Ruli, what surprised you? Um, so the biggest surprise for me was I had no clue who that dude was for like half the movie because I'm like, Cole is, Young. He, is he an existing character that I don't know about uh, until like after the movie? I'm like, OK, like I looked it up, like he's totally new. So I was like, oh, kind of surprised that they uh, would would introduce a completely new person into this franchise that has like 40 characters and i think most people know maybe like 15 of them so i was like okay that's cool it was, it yeah. was a pleasant surprise no, I, I thought the same thing dude i i didn't look that up until right before this podcast i was looking up a little bit of research uh to prep for their for prep for the review and i was like okay i'm gonna give in and find out was this a character that was added in some future nope created for the film oh god damn it why yeah. i don't know why you would do that guys like i don't under like you have a lineup of like, yeah, like 40 or 50 fighters. Like you could take any one of them and be like, oh, this was him before he had a mask or something. Like you could, but they just created one arbitrarily who has like no superpowers. Like I, it was so weird. It was so weird. I'm right there with you. I I was as well. And I actually looked it up in the middle of the movie because I was like, I don't know who this fucking is. And I was like, oh, it's an original character. Fuck. We should talk more about that because I have a theory. But um. 
the thing that I think surprised me the most that I was pleasantly surprised by, there were others, um, was really just like the prologue scenes. Like the the dude who is, becomes Scorpion, they give you his backstory fight, like how he dies mm-hmm. and goes to hell. And that, I thought, was treatment of a character that was pretty pretty good for Mortal Kombat. I mean, as far as character development goes, there isn't any. <laughs> the entire rest of the movie, and even the main character is, he has an arc, but I wouldn't call him developed. You, you, have, you have orange guy in a suit, green guy yeah. in a suit, blue guy in a suit, gray guy in a suit. Yeah. Just pick so, another like, color permutation. They're all, they're all, but that's, that's the most thing. It's just like, this guy likes green a lot. It's like, okay, Sub-Zero's the big bad. Cool, we established that early. And then this dude that he's killing in Japan, in, like, feudal Japan, uh, turns out to be Scorpion. And you kind of got that sense when he started using the throwing dagger in that in that first fight. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it got a full circle kind of treatment. And I was really pleasantly surprised by that. I liked the uh, the dynamic. Yeah, they I made wish Yellow there Ninja was compelling. more of that. Yeah, they did. They 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 absolutely did. And I wish there was more of that uh, in the movie. But you know, whatever. So um, there were a lot of things in this movie that surprised me, but of course, none were based off my preconceptions. I guess the one thing that surprised me was the title of the movie is Mortal Kombat, and this movie has fucking nothing to do with Mortal Kombat. <laughs> There's no tournament. There's no like. It's all just, like, them trying to prevent cheating before the tournament. Like, it, it has, like, nothing to do with Mortal Kombat. So I guess, by definition, I was surprised the title lied. I mean, there was nine other tournaments, Tom. Do you really want to see the tenth one all over again? you got to no, spice it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was watch the, we'll watch the pregame show for the tenth tournament. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was a thing. Well, uh, Zach, I think you did a good job there of bringing us into the good. We'll start off with the good before we get to the bad. And there's going to be... There's going to be some things in that section, that bad section. It's going to have, it's going to have some stuff. There's some bad. But let's talk about the good. Ruli, what did you like about Mortal Kombat 2021? Well, I'm just going to piggyback off the what we said earlier. Uh, the new dude. I think it was good for me because it was fresh enough where I didn't feel like I knew the story beat for beat. Um, I mean, there there is not... I mean, I'm sure there's lots of story with it, but across whatever, like... I've played what like one, two, three, four, somewhere, some variations of whatever games in between three ultimate and whatever, right? There's just so many, right? So just like they they have some stories associated with all the characters, you know, they have their ending scenes or whatever. But like it's you see the movies, it's just like all that's been there, done that. So it was it was kind of interesting to like at least have a fresh story. So I think it kind of like I mean like most stories have their own beats, whatever. Like right? it's it's you know it is what it is. But I think it was nice to like have someone that wasn't kind of like a blank trope that you're gonna fill in so it's just like it's a new dude okay cool this dude has a family like i don't think i don't i don't think i know you know who's kato's family is or who's sonya's family is so you know it's it was cool that that kind of fleshed out a little bit more to give it a little bit more movie feeling rather than just being a straight-up video game adaptation like conceptually i agree with you but in execution it just uh, so okay, here's I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you a theme for for me with this movie. The theme is this movie started out remarkably strong. Like Zach just talked about, kind of the opening scene and the backstory of Sub Zero and Scorpion. You're talking about the main character having a family and some backstory. Um, the the movie starts out strong, and the thing for me with this movie 
which again, we'll get into all the details here, is that it gets progressively worse as it goes along. Like it is consistently just gets worse as the runtime uh, drags out. So I like what they were trying to do. And I agree with you. Like I said, I think they could have just used an existing character and done a bait switch or something. But conceptually, yes. In the opening scenes, we're fine. But like that main character did not work for me, man. Like at all. Like just, just about as exciting as, as Wonder Bread toast. Like did not do much. Did not do much. Um, well, I can see that. Conceptually good, though. Did not work. And his superpower was just getting his ass kicked until he got some armor. <laughs> was it great? Yeah, no, he uh, was Black Panther, but he was like, uh, I don't know, was he Asian? Something? Uh, he guess? is half British, half, yes, Korean? Let me check. All right, I mean, cool. He's just the the not black Black Panther. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I still, I still will put him and and i think i will use the same qualifier conceptually in the good category like the reason that i think having a novel character in that sort of lead role for this movie is a good idea is because everybody has some kind of attachment to a character in mortal kombat who is a fan of mortal kombat to begin with right so by introducing a new character you push all of that sort of fan loyalty aside and you have somebody fresh to root for as a protagonist conceptually i get it i get why you would want to do that and i think that it was a good idea but man white bread is the (laughs) best thing to describe that character he was so weirdly generic um and like one note that that's one of my problems with like we're going to talk about the couple of characters that i like in this and then all the other characters are so monotone the whole movie this guy is so monotone the whole movie he has one mode kind of sulking like even when he gets his powers he's still just kind of like yeah (laughs) again conceptually it should work zach that was a great point you just made right like take the audience vantage point character and take bias out of it Great point. I didn't even think of that. Conceptually, on paper, it should work. To be fair, he didn't get laser eyes, so would you really be excited about, like, oh, I got armor and a a spiky Tomfa? Like, Tomfas are cool, but yeah. Kano was my favorite character. Oh, God, hands down. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if everybody brought Kano's energy, not exactly his energy, like, he was manic, but, you know, the enthusiasm for the role and just, like, having at least some fun with the absolute wackiness of the premise. Yes. Kano did. Nobody else did. Yeah. He he has all the energy in the movie. He is the only comic relief in the movie. He is breaking the fourth wall. He is a good guy and he is a bad guy. He's like, just no matter how you want to cut it, he's the most interesting and entertaining character. Like, it's on, on every count. On every count. It's like, what the fuck? Why did you take the complete and utter evil <laughs> asshole and make him the only entertaining character in the whole movie? Well, like... I, think, I think the challenge with that, though, is just like, it's kind of like the inherent flaw of Mortal Kombat in itself. It's just like, a lot of the game is just like a ripoff of a... It's, it's Mortal Kombat is literally a, tr- a collection of tropes, right? It's just like... Johnny Cage is, you know, the Jean-Claude Van Damme character. Liu Kang is the Bruce Lee wannabe. And then, you know, fill, fill in every other blank for 
trope that you could put into a game and kind of flesh that out, right? So just like even the characters themselves kind of like don't really have that much going on. But like like even the game, like Kano, I think was one of the like I would dare to say kind of more original characters out of the bunch. So it kind of yeah. gives a little bit more room to do more things. Uh, I don't, was was Kano original? Who was he? Like, as you're right, everyone in Mortal Kombat was based off of someone. I don't remember Kano's backstory, but yeah. Oh, yeah. originally, originally he actually wasn't Australian. It was originally he was British or something, mm-hmm. and then the actor in the '95 movie portrayed him as Australian, and he was so enjoyable, likable, and charismatic in that the game changed him to be Australian because of that portrayal. So say what you all about the 95 movie. Uh, Kano became Australian, and uh, I think it's Karayuki Tagawa, I think is his name, uh, later on went on to portray Shang Tsung in a game. So <laughs> influential. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, like, it's so sad because there were hints that it could have been better from the other characters. Um, like, the the bit where, uh, what's her name? Oh, God, tank top woman. Sonia. Uh, Sonia. The Thank only you. female in the well, that's not the truth. There's like two other bad females in the yeah. movie. Yeah. The only female in the movie, and you call her tank top woman. Good job, well, Zach. Good job. Names names are hard. And Sonia I'm not going to remember any of them. <laughs> but uh like she's introducing the lore, right? Like I've done oh, all this research. Dumping hard. Yeah. Yeah, there was there was a lot of that. But uh main dude gets up and is like what are you talking about? This is made up. Look, it's not even spelled right. That was and you're like That was, that was a good that. line. That was yes. a good line. Yeah. Yes, this is going to be this is going to be so self-aware and it's going to be great. Uh and it wasn't. No, and then it's like it stops being self-aware. It's like Okay, we <laughs> love, made that joke by. Oh, and then the the scene where they are goading Kano right before he gets his laser eye. Yeah. Like that was it was not quite the same thing but it was better like these are characters that are uh you know interacting in more with more than just like their fists and their superpowers or exposition or or exposition like they're more of that would have been so much better and especially on the uh the the outworld side like almost nothing oh my god they literally just sit in a cgi room and just like again exposit what's about to happen in the movie okay i guess we will go kill them okay i guess we will go fight them okay i guess we'll go talk to them like it's, yeah it's so and bad. like there was uh the the mask dude that zips around and teleports with the the big swords uh you know red eyes new kano apparently only because the only reason that we know that is because he told us so like man if he had gotten a scene the same way that sub-zero and scorpion did at the beginning of the movie Man, watching Kano betray that guy and him going to Outworld would have been so cool to see, but we never got to because they just glossed right over it. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. Wait, wait, yeah. was, was the big big hammer dude Shao Kahn? The big camera dude? What? Hammer dude. Hammer dude. No, I don't actually know who that was. That was, uh... I kept thinking, you, I kept thinking to the guy like who was in the big hammer dude from the Avengers. Uh, and like, I felt re- so bad. Ryoko or something? I, yeah, I don't know um, who he is. I didn't know that character. Yeah. Okay, so um, the good. So you guys just nailed a lot of the good. Kano, hands down the best character, again, for like all the reasons. Like, not just a reason, all the reasons. Again, all the charisma, all the dialogue, all the levity, all the jokes, actual having emotion in, in scenes, again, not being completely and utterly monotone and everything. Um, 
yeah, Kato. And again, like, you shouldn't want to root for this character. This guy's not only a bad guy, but like a, a, an asshole. Like, you should not want to root for him. And he's like the only entertaining thing happening. Um, so something else I give credit, though. Uh, there was another character that whenever they were on screen, I was usually having a good time. And that was Sub-Zero. All the Sub-Zero fights, of which there's like four, were fucking great. Um, like, genuinely really enjoyed all of them. Which also meant that I enjoyed all the Scorpion fights, because there's two Scorpion fights, and they're both against Sub-Zero. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, really loved all the Sub Zero fights. The opening, uh, the opening scenes were great um, and almost disturbing with the like, you know the wife and the kid, and then the fight between um, Hanzo and the ninjas, and then Hanzo and Sub Zero. Uh, when Sub Zero shows up to try to kill Cole and his family, um, kind of neat, raining, raining ice, and then like they find him in the alley, and then the fight between him and Jax is genuinely fucking awesome. Probably the single best fight in the movie, I would say. Um, not just because the arms exploding thing, but just because the whole fight was fun and like, you know, him, the, the line of, uh, you know, I've you know, served on four terms, tours, motherfucker. Like, it's just, it was a great entertaining fight. Um, yeah, and then the final fight scene with Sub-Zero is, is a lot of fun. So I, I would say whenever Sub-Zero and or Scorpion were on screen, I was having a good time. Uh, what do you guys think of those fights? Yeah, no, I, I love that visual of the uh, the shotgun, just uh, the pellets just slowing down. And uh, it was in the trailer. Like, I, I think I got excited about that, where just like he literally freezes the like scorpion's blood and uses it to turn it into a dagger. Yep. And you get stabbed by your own blood. Like that <laughs> itself was just so cool. Yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. And the, yeah. again, the, the freezing of the arms was fun. The raining ice from the skies was fun. Like just everything time Sub-Zero was on, on screen, it was having a good time. Yes, absolutely. Um, nothing really more to add to that. Like, I liked Raiden too. I I wish that he, at least, God, I'm gonna say this a lot. I liked Raiden conceptually <laughs> in this in the way he was presented in this movie. Um, you know, God of Thunder, whatever, cool. He's got the glowing eyes. That's a neat uh sort of aesthetic. Uh, teleports through lightning and storms, and that's fucking awesome. But, like, I don't know. It, there was... Felt like he was just a very inconsistent character in oh. the end. And that's... I'm uh, totally with you. So, to also, like, again, like, saying that this movie starts out great and then gets continuously worse as it goes, the, the introduction of Raiden at the end of the opening fight scenes and stuff is awesome when he just teleports into the forest and they're kind of keeping him half hidden in his head. Also, it, it seemed like he always put his hand up when, so it's almost like he was holding on to the lightning. And look, he teleports out, he puts his hand back up. So, like, I almost like this visual of him, like, holding on to or riding the lightning with his hand. Um, really cool and then later on no they just lightning just teleports you for reasons so like they had this cool aesthetic going on with raiden at the start i'm like oh yeah man this is cool and then he just turns into exposition guy who can teleport people with lightning doesn't really make anyone, any sense anyone anytime apparently. yeah anywhere yeah. anytime anyhow like Ex except uh, teleport it's the a most grenade thing <laughs> But I mean, that's that's the problem with like a lot of these these movies, right? In the sense, or just any fictional thing, like as soon as you establish some type of magical power, and the magical power doesn't have any type of like you know trade off, and um, you know, just like what does it mean? It's I think the only thing that, that kind of executes that kind of stuff well is kind of like the the Full Metal Alchemist type stuff, where it's just like in order to do this, I've got to do this, and it just like it's the trade off. But like for other characters, it's just like. If I want to do something, I just got to get angry and I shoot laser beam eyes. Or if I want to teleport someone, I just got to teleport them wherever because I know everything everywhere. It's just, it's, the powers just kind of get moot because it's just like, 
just use your powers all the time. Like, what, what, what's the problem? I know. Which, I mean, they have the whole, he can't interfere, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, Raiden starts off real cool with his intro and then gets real lame real fast. <laughs> yeah, the movie's just a downward slope. I did forget to mention something about uh, Kano, which is also, I think he has the, the best line in the uh, in the movie of just, uh, Kano wins. Like, that was so much fun. The other, the other lines from the game, like, fatality and flawless victory... They were at least used appropriately, but they were like really so forced. Wall. Yeah, it was yeah. so forced, so forced wall breaking. But Kano holding Scor- uh, uh, not Scorpion, Reptile's heart going, Kano, win. like I was just like, I wanted to cheer. I wanted to be like, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Kano <laughs> that I enjoyed. Um, which also, by the way, that, that whole fight was also really enjoyable. The, uh, the reptile fight. Again, movie starts out strong and then just gets worse. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep, so I yep, like yep. I like the reptile fight. I like the visuals. I like that he's hidden. I like the acid. I like the three of them getting their asses kicked and then beating him. I loved Kano wins. Like oh man, that was uh, just a whole whole fun thing. And I would say that was the end of the high point. That was it. After that, it kind of starts taking a nosedive, which we'll get into in the bad. But um, yeah, yeah, we've talked about talked about Kano. We talked about Sub Zero and Scorpion. We talked about some of the lines. That's I yeah, one more thing out before we, we get to the, out. the bad. Yeah. And anyone okay, have so, anything else to say about the good? I, I feel so conflicted, right? Because there's like, there's this side of me that sees movies where people get chopped up all the time with lots of blood and spray everywhere. And then there's this movie where they had a lot of that stuff. It was good. I think it was, I think it got away with more than I expected it to. Um, obviously the whole heart ripping out thing, um, I think there was one that I was just like, just got that like ooh, cringy thing, and it was the uh, what was it the uh, top hat guy? Who's top hat guy? Kung Lao. What? Yeah. Kung Lao. Kung, that that one. I think that one was the best. I'd like like if they're saying they're going hard R, uh, yes. chopping someone in half because you are spitting hat as a saw blade. Like that was like I gave that one credit. The other one stuff was like yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's I've seen stuff in other movies, uh, but I think that one was just like okay, this this you have earned your R rating. Um, so this stuff was good, but like I said, it's, I think it all it all depends on your your exposure to that junk. So I I think I'm a little calloused on it, but yeah, um, it's good. Yeah, so, yeah. let's talk about the gore for yeah. a second because I there were some like okay, yes, the the spinning blade thing was over the top as fuck. Again, Kano ripping the heart out was kind of awesome. Jax's arms exploding, kind of sweet. The blood dagger, kind of awesome. So. There was a lot of cool kind of violent gore moments, but I would definitely say they mostly just felt like moments. Like, I think you could re-edit this film to be PG-13 by cutting out, like, less than 60 seconds of footage. Oh, yeah. More than likely. Yeah, yeah. by that. Who got their head crushed? It was the hammer guy that we don't know who he is. Yeah. Oh, I that's think. right. Uh, Reiko. Reiko. Reiko got his, got his head crushed. Yeah, these things work. Oh, he, he doesn't have it all. Full Wikipedia page. So. No. No. Um, I did like Jax. Uh, maybe I just wanted to like Jax, but, like, <sighs> he got a little bit of an arc, too. He had his arms ripped off. They got replaced with weak little girly arms. Uh, that was hilarious. <laughs> I... Give him cyber, like, that's not steampunk arms. <laughs> I was so confused by... <laughs> that was so by... weird everything there so so like i i mean i, I can save that for the bad but I'll, I'll let you guys enjoy this moment but then he, he, and then he gets to crush a giant's head like nothing nothing wrong with that uh and i mean he didn't have a ton of screen time which i 
guess in the scheme of this whole film, there's a ton of characters. So, you know, he got more than others, but um, I, I like, I feel like he had the potential to be the second favorite character and he just, he wasn't there enough to really clinch it. Um, so yeah, between uh, Kano and Sub-Zero, yeah, there's, there's a pretty wide field after that. Oh, I have one more yeah. thing that I liked and then I have lots of bad things too. Um, I will say, uh, I hate, I hate cause it, it's slightly better than Tank Top Girl, but the, the Cole's wife, I don't know what her name was. Um, the fact that she picked up an axe and go and went to go attack Garu. Oh, um, thank you for bringing that up. I thought that was pretty badass. That was. I would have just been like, "Fuck this! I am out of here. Peace out. See you later. I'm not going to go attack the big muscular forearm muscular man with a little tiny that, axe." That no. is a goddamn alien. <laughs> Um, so it's good to see some of the characters have that, that you wouldn't think that would have agency in a story kind of do something. So that that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, his daughter had the potential to be super awesome. She was kind of cool, but, you know, only in the most generic ways possible. Mm-hmm. Like, she was she, she was an archetype, and that's fine for a starting point, but didn't really go too many places. It's so many things could have been good had they were right yeah. there on the cusp of yeah. awesome and just weren't. Yep. Thank you for bringing up the axe release. I almost forgot about that. And I also really, really liked that. Like hitting Goro in the back with a fucking axe was awesome. Um, of course, then they, despite the fact that Goro found where they were, they weren't like, didn't like realize, hey guys, maybe we should leave because obviously they know where we are. Now nah, we'll just stay put for a while. Oh, I mean, the, the enemy can writing. teleport anywhere. What's the point of hiding? Come on. Touche, I guess. <laughs> um, okay. Is it is it time to get into the bad? Please bad time all of the back two-thirds acts two and three kind of yeah terrible. <laughs> yeah it just just kind of gets worse just kind of gets worse like this movie is the definition of anticlimactic and we will oh we will talk about that but yeah just uh following up i guess on some of the things here so we just talked about goro so let's talk about goro he looks worse than the 1999 film like i'm not trying to tell you that the 1999 film looked great they made an animatronic that was like super expensive and like the biggest thing in the budget and it barely worked I guess it was held together with some fucking duct tape. But, but I still think good. it looked better than this Goro. Like, this Goro did not... Like, it just looked like a CGI monster. Like, it just... I couldn't look at it and go, yeah, that's not... That's CGI. I guess Prince Goro's gonna fight in a barn in the dark and still look like CGI. Like, I was just so thoroughly unimpressed. And then he gets yeah. his ass kicked by a guy with a armor? I, I just... I was so thoroughly unimpressed with Goro. By not Black Black Panther? Yes. Correct. Um, yeah, and it's such a tragedy that Goro is even in this movie. I think they must have felt like he was iconic enough that he had to be. Yeah, I think so. And I so like this they just reveal. Kind of threw him in. I like the reveal where not the reveal, the tease where you see his arms in the shadow and they don't show him to you. I'm like, oh, that was that was cool. I'm a, I'm hype. I want to see him now. And then he <laughs> shows up. They didn't have the CGI budget for him. That's yeah. why. Yeah, and it's how you to work to their advantage, right? Uh, actually, you know what? Hold on, hold on. Let's put in a disclaimer before we get into the full into the bad. I do want to point out. I had fun with this movie. This movie was fun. I was entertained. I would watch it. If they make a sequel, I'd be willing to watch it. It's just not a very good movie. So it was fun. I'm not a Mortal Kombat fan. This isn't me bitching about like, man, I changed the lore. The interest, I don't give a flying fuck. Um, and I enjoyed my time with the bad B movie. Now let's continue our regularly scheduled bitching about this movie. <laughs> 
Oh man. My my biggest complaint with this film, if you can call it that, and honestly, I, I could see some people really enjoying this complaint. Um it is the nineties movie with a budget. Like yeah. yeah, there's a CGI monster. Absolutely, totally give it to you. But a lot of the modern sim- cinematography shows through. Uh, a lot of the effects, the character design, all of it. Really, it's the same movie that we got 20 years ago, just better. No. <laughs> no, I disagree. I so disagree. I think the format of the first movie, which completely 100% ripped off Enter the Dragon, is such a better format. Because... All of your characters are your vantage point characters. They all are going into this world, this realm they don't know, they don't understand, so you can follow along with them, rather than having fucking exposition narrative dumps. Um, So I think the whole structure of the first one worked better. I think the cast got to have way more fun. There was way more levity. Um, Again, some of the characters were just iconic. I I don't know. I I just... Nope, I disagree with you, Zach. It is not the same movie. It is the worst version of that movie. (laughs) I'm really mainly talking about the fight scenes and the choreography oh sure i'm not going to defend paul ws anderson's fight choreography i mean i may have enjoyed (laughs) it but i'm not going to defend it the way that those scenes the the way that the action sequences were filmed in this movie is objectively better like i don't think you could really defend anything else but no that you're welcome to try no (laughs) um yeah no story wise and character development wise and script wise toss up honestly i wasn't a huge fan of the the first one but um the way that they work the camera on the fight scenes brings out the awesome in a way that just wasn't able to be done before for at least this franchise um and that worked pretty well. That worked to its credit. Lots and lots and lots of stuff piles up behind that to kind of bowl it over and make it not really a saving point. But it's a more visually fun movie. Um, actually, it's funny you say it's more visually fun because, again, I'll, I'll completely agree with you, especially for like all the fight scenes we just complimented. I'll, I'll bitch about all the others in a moment, um, like the fight montage of them just whacking the just knocking off the villains one at a time, which was so unbelievably lame. Um, like, yes, the, the the key fight scenes were definitely better. There's no question the graphics were better, except for Goro. There's no question. But actually, I, I and again, maybe I just have truly rose-tinted nostalgia goggles here, but I feel like there was more visual flair. Again, not the costume design, but like the set design, definitely. I think there was more visual flair in the first movie, and there's some scenes I just kind of remember. Like, yeah, the Goro-Johnny Cage fight looks like ass, but you remember it? You know, the ghost ship they travel on, again, was a B-movie budget ghost ship with some bad green screen, but you remember it? I just, I think there might have been more visual flair, since you use those words, uh, in the in the 95 movie, but maybe that's just purely rose-tinted nostalgia. Well, I mean, I a, lot a lot of that isn't, of that. yeah, a lot of that isn't <laughs> so much visual flair, because, like you mentioned, yeah, it was, it was bad green screen, or it was, you know, B-level production value you remember it because you filled in a lot of the blanks that that left this didn't leave as many blanks and i think that's a credit but i don't disagree with the point about the settings like the settings in a lot of this were not great especially everything to do with outworld could have been really cool but it was all just kind of generic 
this is the Badlands kind of motif. Uh, but the fight in the Japanese forest was awesome. Like, that was a great setting. And the fight in the gym, when they called back to, uh, what's his name, Carl's? <laughs> I've forgotten the dude's name. Cole. 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 Oh my they, God. They, Cole. they called back to Cole's roots from the beginning of the film. Like, yeah. he was Which an MMA good. fighter. And yeah. so they're in a frozen, it, it's his gym and it's frozen. And that's cool um especially the callback with the frozen family but uh yep i liked all that that was that was it was a good it wasn't the best fight in the movie but it was a good ending fight and uh, that those visuals that jim was really really cool totally agree but like the training arena could have been so much better because they show you these big sweeping oh shots of what it is but they really only zoom in on a very narrow part of it like unbelievably narrow part of it <laughs> And it could have been so much cooler. A lot of that's true for the 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 so, like tournament or the the one on one fights. It's just like you you get that they're kind of setting it as a Mortal Kombat stage. But come on, you're a movie. Zoom out a little. <laughs> so get some I, cinematography. I have, say, I have to say this. It's it was. I mean, I kind of expected this just because. Oh, Typical, and I hate say I hate saying so sounding so pretentious. Typical U.S. cinema, blah blah blah. But like, I think I really think all the fight scenes kind of sucked. Like, compared to a lot of some of the more modern day action films, especially more of the Asian stuff. Man, I felt like it was just like punch, punch, and then change the camera angle. Punch, punch, and then change the camera angle. It's just like giving me whiplash for like every single fight scene. That I'm just like, this is kind of lame. Yeah, no, that's zoom out a little. Yeah, but uh, if hold, they had hold done, the cut for more than two seconds. If one they had, second. If they had done the the like, it's it's almost its own trope now. The hallway fight uh, for this movie, anywhere in the movie, doesn't matter who was fighting. If they had done that, I would have been so excited. It would have been so much fun. But there wasn't. Like it was. It was. You're right. Pretty typical kind of western fight scene sort of cuts and jumps and and things the effects made it bearable uh and fun in a lot of ways and so not knocking your call like yeah there's there's a lot that's super kind of call it generic at this point but you know it was comforting not to be lost in the fight scenes like i i feel like a lot of uh and I think of like the Avengers movies where a lot is going on at any one time and it's tough to direct your focus to any particular thing or there's just, you know, a lot of cool stuff going on in the background. You have to rewatch it over and over again to kind of get the sense of what's going on. You're never lost in these scenes. So, yes, it's basic, but I feel like for a lot of it, they kind of nailed some of the basics. Um, the choreography is not great, but it's not bad either for most of it goro's fight eh, you could pick apart but um yeah and no it all, had some all i'm gonna disagree with you i just keep cutting off zach to disagree with him <laughs> every fight in act two was mediocre as sin like the training montages like okay except for the ones with kano kano getting his leg sweep was fun kano getting made fun of at dinner was fun but like all the other fight scenes are so mediocre and that little bizarre bizarre montage of we're gonna fight all the bad guys one at a time and just beat them in like 30 seconds or less is bizarre and sonia blades fight follow-up fight against kano is also and i'm using this word specifically 
bizarre. She turns into a cartoon character. She's doing a Scooby-Doo routine where she's jumping out of the walls and stabbing him. Like, oh my god, Act 2 was so bad. <laughs> no, it was it was really bad. <laughs> I liked I liked her fight with Kana though. Like that was still kind of fun. Yeah, okay, uh, what, Scooby-Doo routine. But it was it was fun. What sucked about that one though was just like <clears throat> The fact that they did it in the trailer, oh, one second. The fact that they did it in the trailer, like, really had me thinking of that um that fight with uh Uma Thurman and I forget her name in Kill Bill. You don't remember that fight? Uh, yeah, no, no, uh, in Kill Bill Part Two, where she goes and fights yeah. the sister with, she finds the Hattori Hanzo sword in the golf yeah. bag in the closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it's and then it's like it's like a super tight scene, but they made it work and they made it feel claustrophobic. And like I just kept thinking of that scene the entire time, especially when they went to the like the bathroom. Like if she like <laughs> come on, she they, they have to put his head through the toilet bowl. Just put his head through the toilet bowl, and then they didn't do it. I was like, oh come on, it, it's it's. It, it just it just sucked because like I was just comparing it to that scene the entire time. It just like it just from that setting. It just like they had to do something a little bit better. It's like come on. Yeah, I mean the gnome through the eye was kind of nice. I guess that was he funny. spit on that gnome. It, it and was, the gnome got revenge. Yeah, I I liked that callback and it was neat, but it was a little anticlimactic. Yeah, sure, sure, but I mean she's fighting a superhero, so. I mean, they had to resolve. I'm not defending that. I'm just like, I'm not sure what you do to make that significantly better with everything else that they were doing at the same time. Eh, I got nothing. I mean, again, that's why they shouldn't have been doing everything at the same time. They had this, again, it's like a fight montage of little mini mediocre fights. Like, that that just structurally and just pacing just did not work at all. Yeah. Like, if they were going to do something like that, where everybody splits off, it shouldn't have been so ham-fisted. Ham-fisted. Uh, where it's like, hey, you can send anybody anywhere, right? Let's all pair up, and we'll take them <laughs> on one-on-one in different like arenas, and it'll be it'll be super cool. <laughs> I, I don't think that they did it poorly. I just question that, why would you do that at all? Um, they D- could divide have... Divide and conquer, man. Divide and conquer. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I just but, like, they they could have done better and the way that they could have done better was by honestly just having the all out brawl split them up in the temple that they're in they sort of started to do that or some other setting maybe they just go and fight them on their own turf that would have been cool see more of outworld get some you know interesting set design there that could have been great but what should have happened is while they're doing that do the boss fight. Do Raiden versus what's his name? <laughs> Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung. Like those never those two never faced off in the whole movie, and I was waiting for it for the whole movie. Yeah. So <laughs> Shang Tsung never really does anything in the movie except for he rips Kung Lao's soul out. But like again, that was so anticlimactic. Like I like that again, Kung Lao stays behind to uh, save whatever main Cole Nick generics life or whatever the hell. But then like Shang Tsung just grabs him and sucks his soul out instantly. It was just kind of like, why don't you just do that whenever? Like, again, it wasn't even a fight. It just kind of happens. That's the yeah. one thing Shang Tsung yeah. does in the whole movie. And if you're going to get rid good. of the, if you're going to get rid of the tournament and just do this whole, we're going to cheat thing, then fucking fight back about it. 
like Raiden step in and kick some ass. It's like, no, 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 gods can't do anything. Yeah, no. but, but then like at the very end, Raiden just teleports him like mid sentence, and it's like, why'd you do that earlier? Why'd you do that? He was gonna kill Kung Lao. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's these. Oh, so that that goes back to the whole power thing. It just like I don't I don't get the Ar- Arcana Arcana whatever you want to call it. Um, I yeah, the I writers hate didn't it. get it either. I hate it for everyone. Like, like dude broke holes. Like I was hoping like new guy would get like something really cool. And like, I saw some articles or like, Oh, it's like, it's, it's like pulling in from like his story of like, Oh, he was in the wicker basket and the basket protected him. So his power is protection. But like in a movie that is like all about going on the offensive, all about punching people in the face and making, you know, cutting off their heads. Like his power was so I'm like that would have been that was such a golden opportunity to do something really really badass and they didn't do it. And then yeah. um, the other thing too with um, with Jax, I don't understand what his arcana was and how it kind of got invoked. But more importantly, where do we have cybernetic baby arm power from? That just came out of nowhere from like this little like boondocks little yeah they just, in the mountains. They start transforming out of thin air. It was pretty pretty hilarious. But yeah, like yeah. even like with the trope they tried to establish, right? It's supposed to be like I get like the entire need thing, but it almost seemed like it has like a like a what is it a time delay thing? Like, does, did he go back to baby arms at any point in time, or was he just Super Jackson as like his Arcana is like always in the on mode? Uh, always, I didn't, I didn't as it seems it. Cole's body armor was as well. <laughs> it just it's just weird. I didn't I didn't get it. So yeah, now and again, like conceptually. The idea of you have to discover your power could have been handled just just entirely. Yeah. The whole like training montage and like pain will bring out your arcana is just like, oh yeah, you're trying to be cool, tough, and gritty. You could have brought in the uh the great dragon or whatever and just be like, you must commune with the great dragon and had a scene of self-discovery and just like go through the you know emotional backdrop in montage images for each one of these characters or something something to make these more than one-dimensional dudes like you did with the you know well really just honestly scorpion even as much as i enjoyed sub-zero he doesn't have a backstory in this movie he's just kind of an asshole the whole way through his fight scenes are great but he's just an asshole yeah which is you know okay fine sure it's mortal fine yeah. it's mortal combat but like there was so much potential to do cool things with this movie and so many inklings that people were thinking in those directions that it just never panned out and it's so unsatisfying in the end yeah <sighs> so okay i'll i'll wrap up the bad with my my last comment here which is um there were a lot of things in the movie, especially again, like it, it gets progressively worse as it goes to so the back half where I'm just like, what? You know, I'm just like, they did what? Like, the arms co- coming and folding out? What? The arms being like just steamed people? What? But the only moment in the entire movie that was like in canon moment of the movie, like me not laughing at the movies, like the movie, like fourth wall style, like me being like, wait, what inside the movie was when Kano, uh, so fucking Raiden puts the lightning shield against around the temple, which is like, of all the things you could do to protect your fighters, again, you can teleport people later on, you teleport Shang Tsung, you put a lightning field around the temple, it's like, alright, that's kind of, that's kind of lame, but fine, you put a shield around the temple, I get it. But then apparently Kano can turn off the shield by lasering a staff 
Was that the source of the lightning shield? Was it not Raiden? Did Raiden empower a staff that then came? Like, there was, I was, just there like, was this big like circular what? thing in the background a bunch of times that I wasn't sure that that was the source of his electricity either. The whole thing was just yeah, ridiculous. I, I, that was like very, wait, what? Like of all the things I bitched about again in movie where I was like, okay, at least it mostly, it's stupid, but it makes sense. This was like, what? <laughs> I, was, I was at a loss. When he lasered the the shield staff generator, like I I don't know, man, I lost it. <sighs> All right, what what else is in the bad, gentlemen? Let's uh let's wrap this this bitch fest up. God, it's, it would have been so much cooler if he had like literally stabbed Raiden in the back, and Raiden had to like disappear into some like yeah, void yeah, like, to regenerate or something. Yeah, have have him laser harm Raiden so the shield comes down, and now you're. Your, you know, God character can't help you. Like, your your character's are actually defensive. That's a great idea. Zach, you're full of... Zach, go to Hollywood. Come God. come move in with me. You can be a writer. It'll be great. <laughs> there was just so much that could have been so cool if it was just a little different. Yeah. <sighs> and again, I genuinely feel like it starts out on a high and just rolls downhill from there. I like the opening fight scene uh, with, with the ninjas. I like... It was so good. Yeah, like, it wasn't a bad idea introducing Cole, even though I think that whole thing was just, again, bland. Um, you know, when Sub-Zero shows back on the city, it's it's cool. The Jack's fight is cool. The uh, the introduction of Kano and the, the reptile fight is really cool. And then they fly into that desert and they're yelling at each other, and it's still kind of cool. And then literally, Liu Kang shows up and is like, Hey, you guys are actually walking the wrong direction. Let's turn around and walk through the other part of the desert. And it's downhill from there, baby. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly the inflection point. As soon as Liu Kang showed up, everything got terrible. And, like, Liu Kang is not a bad character. No! And he had that <laughs> one bit where he's talking about, like, his backstory a little bit. And honestly, I don't remember it. I couldn't watch the movie with subtitles for reasons, but... Uh, like, you gotta gotta trans uh, gotta give the mark to someone else. If you don't want the mark, you gotta kill him. Yeah, and it's like, oh man, you are way way less baby faced than you appear to be. Uh, um, yeah, no, it's like <sighs> there was all this potential. Yeah, let's be clear. It's not it's not like the characters there. or the actors. It's just like literally just felt like the writers gave these guys nothing to do. Mm -hmm. um again like just act two is so unbelievably bad <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's just exposition with a couple of training montages and again there's a couple of scenes that are funny right every time kano's mm -hmm. on screen it's funny but just so bad and then act three is so underwhelming again the final fight is good it's not the best movie but it's good oh it's just progressively downhill so la last oh. thing that bugged me um is i hate it when cold-blooded killers don't kill people and that happened twice in this movie, and it just hurt my soul so much. So the first one was, I'm going to pronounce this probably wrong, Melina, the sci-wielding sci person. Oh, yeah. um, she had a chance to kill, uh, what's it called? What's her face? Um, Sonya. Sonya. And then she's like, your your life is pointless. It doesn't mean anything. I'm like, she's a killer anyway. Yeah, she's she's here. Like every, Everyone keeps saying how useless she is. That's usually a sign that she's going to be useful. Come on. Um, and then in the final scene too, like, I don't understand how, like, well, first of all, I don't understand how Cole's family didn't die. I was really under the impression that they were dead because mm -hmm. I can't imagine why you would be yeah. frozen and impaled in ice and then not be dead. Yeah. There and were then moments trying to save them by punching the ice 
I mean, it looked okay, but I'm like, they're that was family frozen, and you're gonna give them blood force trauma on top of that? No bueno. They're not that was, like that. That um, was so, real dumb. And honestly, the kind of tragedy that should have awakened a second Arcana in our boy. That's exactly what I was, was thinking. So, so lame. Because I was hoping, I was like, I was really hoping, like, he's gonna think his family's dead, and he's just gonna go super saiyan, and it's just gonna be like, guess what? Like, my sticks are gonna get longer, or my or my armor is gonna look way more cooler. It may not do anything, but at least make make him look like a samurai, <laughs> or like turn him into like. You know, give him a gold, you know, yeah. sub zero, whatever. I'm just doing Mask, things, make it yeah. cooler, like yeah. level up. He's the, he's, happen. he's the legacy of fucking Scorpion. Make <laughs> those things shoot out like spikes on chains. Yeah, he's, got yeah. he's got two of them. He's got two of them, not just one of them. He's got two of them. Like, come on. And then, it, and then he's just punching the ice while they're fighting. I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, no I didn't understand that either. Like, I'm yeah. gonna pice, punch the ice for like five minutes during the fight. Mm-hmm. That didn't didn't make a lot of sense. I mean, yeah. Some some of the prayer up at the end was pretty cool. Like that that kind of finally hit the level. I'm like, okay, they actually like got a fight coordinator on this part, and they're doing some cool stuff. And then, but then it was yeah. Again, I, I like that last fight. There were moments that weren't great, like I said, but yeah, yeah. All right, dear listener, that brings us to the verdict. The QQ review scale is super simple. Two Qs is we didn't like it and we're going to QQ about it. One Q is eh, meh, eh, it was fine. You might forget about it by next week. And zero Qs is look, nothing's perfect, but we really like this and we think you'll enjoy it too. Gentlemen, who's going first? I think we're all going to be the same. So I'm just going to break the ice here, pun intended. Oh. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm a one. Um, it's It's one of those things where like, if you know what you're getting into and you want to see people get sliced open by a hat and just chopped <laughs> in half by a hat, like you you know what you're getting in for. I'm like I'm I'm not looking like I'm not looking for like expert dialogue. I'm not looking for like an emotional roller coaster. I just want to see people get sliced in half by a half. Like that's cool. Like I'm 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 in it. I know what I'm going in for. I'm cool. I can't recommend that to everyone. It's only a very specific niche of people getting sliced in half by a hat. So if you if you want to see that, this is your movie. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, go ahead. Yeah, no, solid one. Like it's fun enough uh to to just like have on in the background. Honestly, if you rewatch this movie without any dialogue, you probably watched the same movie. Um or it just wouldn't be significantly affected. Uh so much exposition that just does not matter. And <sighs> so many missed opportunities like i cannot say it enough i guess i wish that this had ended up the the ending especially like i wish that this had ended up as like a pyrrhic victory that would have been so in the mo of mortal Kombat's bleak 40k kind of world to have the dude's family die but they saved earth world and or earth realm i honestly don't even remember what they started calling it yeah it's like, yeah, you won, but at what cost? Would have been such a better way to finish it out. But no, you had a happy ending. That's fucking weird. Um, and not enough payoff even in the fight scenes. Like, Shang Tsung barely did anything, and when he did, it was just so weird. Raiden never really fights and has a really cool aesthetic to do so. <laughs> the movie should have been entirely scorpion and Sub-Zero, and it would have been so much better. But no, that's fine. Whatever. It's still got enough visual candy 
uh, and fun moments. There are enough moments kind of scattered about to to redeem it a little bit. But yeah, no, this this isn't a thinking film. It's barely a feeling film. <laughs> and it's really just watch it for the cool factor and watch it for the memes cuz there will probably be some that that come out of this. Uh watch it for Kano. Kano Basically. is the one star. Oh, yeah, I god you know, according to the score, according to the scale, and the fact that I I did enjoy it for the most part, it should get one Q. But the truth is, I kind of want to give it two. It where it fails, it fails so hard. And one of the things I say all the time on when we do reviews for stuff is like, if you achieve what you set out to do, or you know, if you you know just just be yourself, then I want to give you a, I want to give you more points. I don't feel like this did that. I feel like. This tried to be serious and gory, but just came out schlocky instead. So, uh, I think it should be one Q, but I'm gonna I'm gonna dissent just for the sake of it. Wow. I'm gonna give it two Qs. Wow! Again, yeah, I, I tell you to watch it. It's a bad B movie, <laughs> but it's a bad B movie. So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it two. I just, there's so much to QQ about. There's there's good stuff, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be mean. I'm gonna be mean to this movie. Yeah, you know what? Fair, like. Personally, I will probably watch this again in a few months when I've forgotten most of it. Uh, just, you know, you need something every once in a while that's just kind of violent and has some pretty pictures. And there's some of that in here. So, see, I really, need, I really want to rewatch that the has first fight movie. scenes that don't make you want to die yourself. And that's, that's not all of them. And some of them do, but enough of them don't. And you need it to not be a Marvel film. <laughs> yeah, well, that's so, fucking true. So, yeah, okay. Mortal Kombat 2021. I will probably watch you again at some point. So, yeah. Oh, all right, gentlemen. Predictions. Will this get a sequel? I hope it gets a sequel with a real director and writing staff. This was this director's first movie. Uh, prior to this, he'd only done commercials. Well, I don't know. Honestly, good effort. <laughs> you know, if if yeah. that's the case, I don't really fault it so much for being what it is. I wish that this yeah, got but, better treatment, but, but, but I but wouldn't. a movie like this, yeah, also also isn't just one person, right? It's just like there's a, there's a whole writer staff that kind of yeah didn't no, pull their weight on this one, so that it's definitely a failure at levels. Um. But, like, yeah, no, if this is a directorial debut, I don't feel like it's the worst directorial debut out there. No. Like, it's not Spielberg, but, you know, all things considered, that being one of them, not the worst. I would still, if I were him, I would put it on my resume, and that would not be a bad mark. Yeah, so we're one week in, it's got a 50 million gross, and there has been talk of a whole trilogy of movies, as well as like a Johnny Cage spinoff. So, um, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to it if they make another one of these uh, and they sort of learn from doing from this experience. <laughs> if they get the the backing that they need, both personnel wise and money budget wise. Cool. Yeah. No, I would see a second one of these. No, I'd, I'd be willing to. Again, I'm the one being mean to the movie and bitching about it. And I'd, I'd still be willing to. Ruli, what I about mean, you? Predictions? 
I'm not excited about a Johnny Cage spinoff, like, at all. Like, like another Cage fighter. Like, this is just, like, ugh. Um, hey But it's his, his Citizen Cage. That was a pretty funny name. <laughs> yeah. Um, We're going to Hollywood. What's in Hollywood? It wasn't the Hollywood? worst tease, but I did roll my eyes um, a little. I, I think if they completely just go bonkers and basically just turn Mortal Kombat into, like, live on pay-per-view, like, just lean into the tournament and just have the tournament televised on TV, just make it completely ridiculous, maybe I might be interested in it. But I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, I can't imagine watching this movie all over again and, like, the stakes are even fewer just because it's just, like, the prophecy has been fulfilled. I guess they, we, have to, we have to lose ten more tournaments before the horrible thing happens. Like, the Arcanas have been found, so families will be protected. Like, I, I can't think of anything that would, like, be at risk at, in the next movie that would be like, oh, no, things are going to happen. So just chop more people up and I'll be interested. But other than that, eh. Well, only time shall tell. Dear listener, thank but, you so but, very much I, for I joining thing, us. Though. I have one more thing. Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. So, but I will say what has brought me the most joy out of all this Mortal Kombat stuff is I've seen more people talk about The Night Comes for Us. So How is that? The, the actor who played uh, Sub-Zero was in another movie called uh, The Night Comes from Us. Or is it? Yeah, The Night Comes for Us. It is on Netflix. It is um, an experience that if you've seen, if you like, y'all still haven't seen The Raid, have you? Uh, I've seen the, uh, I saw, I saw one of the Raid movies in theaters way back in the day. I think the original okay. Raid, actually. Yeah, so, so it, it gives The Raid a run for its money. It is. That is high praise. It is really, really good, and I wouldn't say it's as gory as Mortal Kombat, but it's just, like, it's one of those, like, tries to be gritty action movie, and, like, like it's funny, because, like, I've, I've seen people describe this movie as, like, the blood is its own character in this movie, because there's just so much of it, so um, <laughs> seeing more people talk about this movie so much makes me happy, and um, I would totally recommend, if you liked Mortal Kombat and didn't like the action, uh, go check out that movie, because it is so good. Uh, apparently Netflix acquired the distribution rights. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh, well, then shit, I have no excuse. Okay, I will add that to the queue, sir. Good plug. Do it. Very good plug. All right, should I, should I do the outro now? Do it. Okay. Dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. We'll be back next week to talk about stuff, things. I don't know. We have our follow-up for reboots. Um, I guess this was a reboot. That would be a perfect segue, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll figure... We'll figure it out. Zach Ruley, thanks again. I can't believe we all watched a movie in the same week. Hey, yeah, when it comes right. out on TV, it's pretty easy. When it comes out on TV. Made for TV movies, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, it's kind of it's true, actually. But, yeah. I guess this is in theaters. Whatever. Zach Ruley, thanks again, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Until next time, dear listener. so gonna play that song right now like when i edit this oh the, the remake song sucked it was very disappointing yeah it was like a yeah. downbeat version yeah. of the awesome techno song that introduced the world <laughs> to techno but, but i did like the end trailers that was pretty or the the end credit scene that was pretty cool i stayed for the end credits there was no end credit scene what are you talking about well i mean like like the uh the repeating all the fatalities in the red and black motif <laughs> oh oh yeah yeah that yeah, stuff. The, yeah. yeah the, the credits art was was fun yeah, Honestly, that's like was. my favorite part of a lot of movies these days. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gosh. What was the name of that movie? Um, ah, damn it. Hang on.
don't go anywhere. I gotta, <laughs> what the I gotta fuck? find this thing. Um, <laughs> the next Incredibles. Uh, God damn it! Now I can't get Incredibles out of my head. <laughs> no, the uh, the dun, dude dun, that was dun. in the Dan Brown movies. The uh, movies like Charlie Brown. Uh, no, damn it, Dan Brown you... movies. Uh, fucking Dan Tom Brown. Hanks. Are you talking about? Yeah, he's with the Da Vinci yes. Code. What? Yeah. What does this have to do with Tom Hanks? He was in another movie. What are you talking about? That the he was in another movie. The name of which I cannot fucking remember. Tom Hanks uh, was in another movie. He was in a lot of movies. He was in a lot of movies. Uh, I'm the captain now. Catch me if you can. No, not Gastaway, not Forrest Gump, not Saving Private Ryan. It was the one where they were like, um, <sighs> based on a book. That you're, you're helping. Inferno. Was it Inferno? The, the, the sequel? Uh, no, uh, Cloud Atlas. Uh, that was a book. Is, he was, Tom Hanks was in that movie. Wasn't it Tom Hanks? Yeah, he's really? in that. He's in that. Yeah. Is he? I I don't remember half that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was one of the main dudes in Cloud Atlas. No, if they did a Cloud Atlas style movie with just Scorpion and Sub Zero, I would be so in. Just jumping through time, watching them duke it out. <laughs> what that is? Just fighting forever across different timelines? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're both sort of immortal. It's just that once Scorpion finally died, he went to hell. I guess uh for reasons but like they've been fighting for a long time according to lore uh yeah no just them fighting throughout time would be amazing love that isn't that like the uh the proposed sequel to gladiator maybe that sounds right. so actually it was supposed to be a time travel movie oh fuck it, it was <laughs> we're out we're out <laughs> god i can't believe i forgot about cloud atlas I believe that you made me remember that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the end is coming! Hey, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. If you like what you hear, check out our website at qq-cast.com. We have multiple types of podcasts, quests, news, reviews, and our choose-your-own-adventure podcast, The QQ Adventure. That website, again, is qq-cast.com. Now, please remember that all views and opinions expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them, not of their friends and family, not of their co-workers or co-hosts, and certainly not of their employers, past, present, or future. Again, thank you for joining us, and thank you for respecting our individuality. 